Do we want to Good do... evening. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome back to This, That, and the Other Thing. I am Danielle, along with my just-had-her-first-virtual-parent-teacher night co-host, Stephanie. That'd be me. Yeah, how'd how that go virtually? That must be interesting. This is virtually unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today we are going to take you down a path full of all lies and deceit. That's right, we are shedding some light on some of those myths you grew up with that are, in fact, not myths at all. Yeah, it's actually pretty surprising how many there were. Yeah, I know. I came across a lot. It was hard to narrow it down. Yeah, it's true. I mean, right now, is swimming season's almost over. Pretty much over, actually, because I feel like it just turned into sweater weather overnight. Right? Yeah, it like definitely the last did. <laughs> couple All days. of a sudden, my hands were freezing, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I saw a meme somewhere. It was like, Mother Nature just bounced. Like, bye. <laughs> See ya. For real. Uh, fall like, here. We know what's going to happen the rest of 2020. We're going to go. <laughs> yeah. See you later. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> But the myth of no swimming for 30 minutes after you eat or you're going to cramp up, that one I've always heard. I don't know how. I mean, you guys have a pool growing yeah, up. Yeah, I did. I just, so, last time we used it like a few weeks ago, I said, I can't, I just ate. I can't go in. Yeah. Well, that's not the case. The body does require extra blood in order to digest, but not nearly enough to prevent the muscles in your arms and legs from working as they should. So feel free to jump right in. I feel like... Uh, when I go in the pool anyway, I'm not usually doing laps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more of like a lounging in water, right? So yeah, like, I'm just uh, you know, right. I'm not really too worried about uh, cramping up. <laughs> Give me like all the food. I'll just eat in the pool. That's, yeah, in the pool. Uh, that's definitely, allowed. that's the way to go. Like have a piece of pizza on the like ledge of the pool yes. while you're in it. Definitely the way to go. Yep. I'm down <laughs> for that. Well, I found out that the myth of using 10% of your, or using only 10% of your brain not true. Hmm. So around half of the world's population believes that we only use 10% of our brain, but the reality is we actually do use our whole brain. Uh, some studies have shown that even the simple tasks produce activity throughout the entire brain. So, so much for thinking if we only use 10% of our brain, imagine what we could do if we use more <laughs> of it. You do. You use I it. Mean it, it's so, it's there. I can't speak for myself being so big, but you know, <laughs> it's a decent size. So to only use 10%, that just seems it's like crazy. a waste of space in your yeah. skull. <laughs> and it's not a waste. We do use it. I could use, I could use more. Even if I'm using all of it, I could use like twice as much. Yeah, I, I think I could too. <laughs> Increased brain activity. <laughs> well, another relate body related uh, myth here is that it, it takes seven years to digest gum have you have you ever swallowed gum yeah yeah i mean i've done it too times Uh, and so i always thought oh well it's in there for now but no according to the mayo clinic it actually your body can't digest gum at all so even seven years long it's not going to stay in your stomach it actually just moves right on through your system and makes an exit everything wow yep i wouldn't have i've never seen evidence of that i don't know yeah, I'm not a I'm not a checker, you know. No. I don't typically check it all the time. So I mean, I I guess it's it's gone out. It's not there anymore. But uh, yeah, <laughs> the gum is not sticking inside. That's interesting. That's good. That makes it's me think fun. of the uh, 
watermelon seed too. It was like if you swallow a watermelon seed, yeah, you're gonna have a watermelon's gonna grow inside of you, and that is like one of those things you tell kids, right? Like definitely, if you swallow an apple seed or a yeah, watermelon, any seed, you know. don't swallow it. It's gonna <laughs> grow. You're gonna have a tree growing in your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> but pumpkin seeds are so good so yeah definitely. it's worth the risk yeah <laughs> oh and this one i thought like was totally true but this could be like a life-saving thing and hopefully no one has to ever do this but uh you have to wait 24 hours before submitting a missing persons report that's not true no nope wow. that's something hollywood apparently has created i which is crazy to me because it seems like any hollywood like crime show movie like you see that? Oh, you can't file a report. I can't yeah. file a report. No wonder well, apparently think it's not. True. Yeah, according to Child Find of America, they said there's no time period in which someone has to wait for reporting a, a person missing. And you know, I, there's a show called Forty Eight Hours. You know, it's yes. like the first forty eight. That's it. Um, and that those first forty eight hours are crucial to trying to locate a missing person. So yeah, yeah so, so the sooner you report it, the better. Then yeah, absolutely. Wow, I totally believe that one. I really did. I when I came across that, I was like, I was like double checking that, triple checking it. I'm like, wow, wow I didn't know. That's I guess crazy. talking to some of our law enforcement friends, we might have discovered that, but I don't know yeah, how many possibly. times that comes up. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that's a good thing, you know. Like, true. hopefully, nobody in your life goes missing. But God forbid, if it happens now, you know, you can do that. Yeah, and it's funny because like driving down the highway and everything, I, I see those like amber reports and the what are they silver reports? Yeah. And everything. And I just, I never even give it a second thought, like, how long have they been missing for? Mm-hmm. I just kind of always, in the back of my head, think it's at least been a day. Right. Huh. Right. Because, like, what, at what point do they consider the person missing? Yeah. Right. Because, like, you know. Right. Like, they could have gone to the grocery store and you didn't know for two right. hours. Right. Or, you know, I'm talking to you and, like, I haven't seen you in a week. Right. <laughs> right. So I could have been missing. So I could just, oh, she could missing. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't talked to her. <laughs> I don't exist. What is that, Schrodinger's cat? Right? Yeah, it, it can can or cannot exist in the box until you prove it. Prove the box when you open it. Some, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, another myth: uh, listening to Mozart makes babies smarter. That mm. is not true. That's good because my kids never listen to that. It's more like <laughs> Bruno Mars, you know, uh, maybe a little Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So apparently there has never been any testing for this on babies to prove it's true. Uh, This looks like it all started when a state governor in the U.S., of course the U.S., heard about a study done in 1993 on college students and decided to have classical music sent to all the parents of newborns in that state. (laughs) Uh, So it seems that for students listening to 10 minutes of Mozart provided temporary improved performance while doing reasoning tests. So even though there was no evidence that listening to classical music would provide lifelong intelligence, it had now become a whole thing as part of becoming new parents. It is suggested, though, that having children play music for you all will help their brain develop, specifically spatial reasoning skills. Hmm. Music and spatial reasoning are processed by similar brain systems. And bonus, parents get to enjoy the music that they hear. Yeah, that's not bad. But yeah, I, I always heard that too. Uh, yeah, you know, you play the, they even have like a whole business. It's a baby Einstein and a baby Mozart or something like wow. that. You know, it's like all these different, you know, musical things. So don't they have like those headphones that like you put over your stomach? Yeah. So like you can like project music. That's a thing. 
right? Like that's I would assume that that's classical music going on in there. Although maybe not. I don't know. I'm just assuming. I mean, it could be Lil Wayne. You never know. Yeah, you never. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he, he is a <laughs> Whatever poet. Whatever parents want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a pretty interesting one. Just kind of like one guy was like, "Nah, eh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna do this. Figure it out. See how it plays out." I mean, I always Literally. think about that too. Is like when they have studies, how long they actually take, right? Yes. For something like this, when you have you have people that are having children. They, they're literally starting from then Yep. <laughs> while they're in the womb. And then you're measuring them over the course of their lifetime, you know, potentially to see how things progress, like how, how smart are they or yep. what, you know. Yes, I'll file that under the uh, crazy file. <laughs> and this one I like to file under the TGIAM file. Thank God oh. it's a myth. Oh, yeah, for real. Yes. Um, that you swallow eight spiders a year while you're sleeping. Ugh, gross. And it's funny to me that this is considered a myth because I have always, always, always heard it's eight spiders. Always heard eight spiders. But according to Scientific American, mm, no, that, that's not real. Those eight-legged creeps don't intentionally try to come into contact with humans. Oh, the vibrations that would come from a sleeping person would, in all likeliness, frighten a spider. So it's highly oh. unlikely. And while you could potentially swallow one, there's no actual factual evidence. So thank God for that. Yeah, Maybe it's, they like mixed eight legs with eight spiders. I don't know where oh, that maybe. number came from. Someone, How did this even start though? I wonder well, who was the first person who was like, you swallow spiders in your sleep. Yeah. Eight spiders. <laughs> Very specific. It's yeah, it eight is. spiders <laughs> a year. It was like someone oh. trying to mess with somebody, you know, like, and then it just took off. I don't know. Probably. Uh, have you ever That's seen a bug true. like right before bed though? Oh yeah. I can't Oh my sleep. God. Yeah, no, you can't sleep. Like if if you if you see the bug and then you don't kill it, yeah, forget it. I'm sleeping in another room, or yeah. yeah, or just like, hey, Dan, I'm coming to stay at your house. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I remember in college, I saw a bug. I think it was like a cockroach in oh god my dorm room, and I freaked out so bad. I grabbed all my stuff and my keys and my phone, and I bolted. <laughs> I locked the door and ran to somebody else's dorm room. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you drove back home to New Jersey. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, I'm back. That'd be hilarious. But no, no, I ran to somebody else's dorm room and I think I stayed there for two nights. Oh. And then I had them come with me back to my room to make sure it was gone. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, yeah no way. I remember a time like that too. I was still, I think I was in high school, maybe high school, just high school. And uh, there was like this big, I don't know what it was. It wasn't a grasshopper, but it looked like it just looked gross. I don't know what it was, but it was on my window. And it wasn't really moving. I had every opportunity to get it. Oh, and I it was just like a showdown. I I wouldn't <laughs> go and kill it. I was just staring at it. I wanted to watch. I just couldn't because I, I say this to my kids too. When it's like a big thing that I know it's going to make a noise when I kill it. I call it like a crunchy spider. Yeah. Like this was like oh. a crunchy bug. I knew oh. when I hit it, it was going to make that yep, sound. And it. it was just going to be like. No, Ugh, um, <laughs> you feel the crunch too. It's yes. not like <laughs> it's gross, right? It, was, it doesn't matter if I use a shoe or whatever, it's just yeah. gonna make noise. And like, you know, having a bug on a window is actually very opportunity, is the best opportunity you can have because <laughs> it's, it's right there, it's on a hard surface, and you could just yep. get it done. <laughs> but I just remember <laughs> it was like hours. I think I started crying at one point. It was oh, just, no, <laughs> it was like just die i don't know what i was expecting or just for my nerves to get up so i could get it oh, eventually I, I 
I guess I got to the delirious point where I had it. I was like, I got to do this and got it. And then I was so proud of myself. (laughs) Then the adrenaline was going and yeah, I don't know. man. And this one also I'm going to file under TGIM. Uh, But cracking your knuckles too much will cause arthritis. I am a knuckle cracker. so Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why I said we're not crackheads, we're crack hands. <laughs> um, but according to Harvard Medical School, cracking your knuckles doesn't actually increase your risk of developing arthritis. Um, it's actually coming, the sound is coming from collapsing gas bubbles. So uh, the only thing you potentially need to worry about is that it might weaken the strength of your grip and annoy, annoy everybody that's sitting around you. But Oh, yeah, for sure. But they have those squeezy balls, you know, those stress balls. I guess you can. Uh, that's true. That's true. Strengthen I have one. I have one right now. <laughs> I saw. I just saw it in the corner of my eye in the claw oh, office. I said, "Oh, good timing." Can you hear it? No. Oh, no, good. I cannot hear it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> then I will keep on stress ball. <laughs> stress balling. Stress balling. <laughs> stress balling. <laughs> oh, I'm the worst. <laughs> Uh, so more physical things, I guess. You can't tickle yourself. What? And it's yeah. totally true. I've tried to tickle myself. I just you can't do it. <laughs> I so. would just love to be there when you were trying to do it. <laughs> I'm trying to tickle myself, and you're just laughing at the fact that you're trying to do that. Right. right. It's just making you laugh anyway. <laughs> uh, so apparently, when your brain focuses on what's going on in the physical world around you, it's also concentrating on getting important signals and not letting them be drowned out by all the other sensations you're experiencing by your own actions. Hmm. So, for example, if a doctor is examining you, they can place your hand over theirs to prevent the feeling of being tickled. Your brain instinctively thinks it's your own hand doing the action, and that way it drowns it out and tries to focus on more important things that are happening. Hmm. Right? I thought that was pretty cool. I knew you couldn't do it, but I didn't know why. That was definitely interesting. Yeah, I, I never know like the the reasoning or the science behind things like that. But yeah, now it makes it makes sense, I guess. Yep. Trying to think about being tickled, and I have a thing about my neck. I, when I was five, I had neck surgery, so like I just I don't know. I just always been like eh, about my neck. Yeah. And you know, my whole family knows that, and friends, but. They. Sure do. So I get it. Like if something's coming at you and you're like, oh, no, it's it's just you know your brain is like, yeah, it's a whole different thing. Especially if someone like runs up behind you and starts tickling you, you don't you can't even visually see that that's coming. Yeah, there's Definitely. no coming back from that. No, no, your brain's not gonna drown that out at all. <laughs> something that wouldn't tickle if something hit you in the head, right? Especially coming from Definitely a tall building. Not. Uh, there has been a myth that a penny drop from the top of Empire State Building could kill you. But this, again, is not true. The uh, Scientific American once again said a penny is too small and flat for it to gain enough natural momentum to make any kind of fatal impact. And at most, if you were hit, it might feel like you're being flicked in the forehead, but not even very hard. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I always thought about that. I mean, we, we've gone to the city together a lot, even. Like, not yeah. even just on our own, but just together. You walking around those tall buildings. I, have you ever thought about that? Like if something just kind of absolutely, I don't know what yeah. I do. I probably wouldn't realize in time. Well, that's just it. It's like it's coming literally straight. It would be coming straight down. Or have you ever walked and like something dripped on your head? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst. The air conditioner. No, you know it's, yeah, but that's what everybody <laughs> says. It's probably <laughs> Pete. It probably is right. <laughs> it's gotta be. We'll stick with the AC. <laughs> That's why I was just like focus. I'm like, it was just regular water. It's fine. 
<laughs> you look up, you see the construction worker just, you know, <laughs> waving yeah, at you. Like, oh, I just had to relieve myself. <laughs> oh. It's okay. As long as it's like one drop, like it can't be anything that terrible. <laughs> little uh, off track from the penny, computer games actually help you multitask. Uh, there have been studies that show a link between playing action games and being able to process information more quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, have happened. So when you multitask, you need to pay attention to lots of information, lots of things happening all at the same time. And essentially, that's what you'll be doing when you play a computer action game. Huh. The basic, So basically, yeah, the more you play, the better your brain is trained to pay attention to all the things happening at once, like locating and aiming your targets before they find you, all that stuff. Uh, so it can all aid in better task tracking, task switching abilities, and that's multitasking. So Greg really has no excuse for focusing no. on one thing at a time. Okay, yeah, John doesn't either, but yeah. he has a hard time. That's funny. I feel I don't know why. I I feel like women just have it in their blood or something. Yeah, but we are like maybe multitaskers to the max. I don't know. Yeah. I just I just feel like, especially be since becoming a mom, you have to multitask. Like you have no choice. But mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think I've always been a multitasker. Just like. I can get more done if I'm doing this and this and yeah. this. And even down to the like point, like not necessarily doing multiple things at the same time, but just thinking of like, okay, I'm walking past the kitchen and I'm leaving, you know, my bedroom, but I have a cup up here that I need to bring to the kitchen. So let me make sure I bring that down because I'm going to be passing through so I can drop it off on my way. Like just stupid things like that. I don't know yeah. if you consider yeah. that multitasking, but mm -hmm. just like thinking of like the best course of action as right. i move around planning I always do that it's yeah. a planning thing and again i feel like not all women but i just feel like and not all men but i just feel like oh, a lot more women like we plan ahead for these sort of things you know like going ahead multitasking and planning and yeah i mean i am a planner so yes so <laughs> you have a leg up <laughs> can't can't speak for everybody but i just i just feel like that's uh more of like uh we got this kind of thing yeah <laughs> i agree yeah. Uh, this one's turning like a little creepy. Um, All right. Well, it's almost Halloween, I, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost there. Uh, but the fact, is it fact? The myth, thankfully, uh, is that your hair and fingernails continue to grow after you are no longer here. Um, and then, while it is true that a person's hair and nails may appear longer after their death, but according to University of Arkansas for Medical Science. That's only because the skin around a person's nails and hair retracts over time due to dehydration of the body, not because their hair and nails are actually growing. So again, that's one of those um, kind of relieved. <laughs> yeah, for real. That was a gross one. Well, but I mean, at yeah. least it's just because your body is decaying, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you look at it that way, it's just positive. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine just like, you know, just in a couple of days, you're just like, oh, look, what is going on? Why are these things yeah. growing? And I mean, I yeah, guess a lot of things still alive. happen to your body after your. Yeah, but it's but, not it's not your body doing it, though. So, yeah, no, it's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not. dehydrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, now I just picture like <laughs> the freeze dried like strawberries, <laughs> like mm. fruit. Nice. <laughs> oh, God, now I'm not going to be able to eat them again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old freeze. I'm sorry, everybody, if this ruined <laughs> <Yeah>. your appetite. <laughs> Again, it's almost Halloween, so you know, you can <laughs> yeah, get away true. with a little gross and gory. <laughs> no, maybe that's like incentive for people to decorate or like thoughts yeah. for people to decorate. <laughs> yes, the long nails and yeah. hair just growing as the body's decaying. It's like, oh, 
speaking of Halloween, bats, right? They're a Halloween thing. Mm -hmm, They're actually not blind. Um, Yeah. As a matter of fact, their vision is three times better than humans. Uh, Bats have small eyes with very sensitive vision. So that helps them see in conditions that we might consider pitch black. They don't have like the sharp and colorful vision we have, but they don't need it. So blind as a bat is not really like a thing. (laughs) Darn it. I liked that. That yeah. myth that sounded nice. Blind as yeah, a bat. <laughs> exactly. It works. And I'm probably still gonna say it because I am blind as a bat. Um <laughs> in that eh, sense. Uh, not that no. bad, right? <laughs> nope. Well, I mean, now with my cataract eye, yeah, that, that's improved. I have one decent eye. The other eye still needs to get fixed. So true, true. Eh, yeah. I know I can't wear your glasses, but you're not totally blind. So no, yeah, that's the thing. Have you ever had you and I have glasses or contacts? You just no. Live? Like you can just see. Yeah. yeah, I can just see things. <laughs> Must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah, I, since I've met you in sixth grade, you've had glasses. So Yeah. Yeah, I think I was yeah. in second grade when I got glasses. I think yeah, I was in I, second grade. I don't I mean I might need to look into glasses soon, but like I can still read most everything I try to. Nice. Oh, I'm good. Hmm. Knock on wood. Yeah. Well, I, I mean if you made it this far, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. yeah, I think so. I'll take it. How about your family? Does any, none of them have? Oh, your, your dad? Uh, my dad. Yeah, your and dad. my mom does too. Although she doesn't like to wear them, and she's always, "Where's my glasses?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mom, go ahead, yell at me. I know, I said it, but yeah, she she actually has um one eye is a different prescription than the other. Ah, uh, yeah, same. So trying her glasses on is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had I had two different uh, prescriptions, and then. I had bifocals at one point, then I got contacts, and then I with it was two years ago. I had a cataract, which is like a I I was like the youngest person. My ophthalmologist, op, I think the ophthalmologist, I don't even I don't remember optometrist. Optometrist, I forget the difference. I'm sorry to all the yeah. eye doctors out there, but uh, yeah, so had that done in one eye and uh, was going to do LASIK in the other eye for the time being, but. Um, have been pregnant with children and they said to wait until I'm done having babies to fix it. So well, that's a good idea. Hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who uh, knows? Here's another one for the TGIM file. Uh, you should urinate on someone if they're stung by a jellyfish. Yeah. Shouldn't you? Uh, no. According to the Cleveland clinic, the proper way to treat a jellyfish sting is with hot water. Oh. So not only is urine not an effective treatment, but they think it could act like make it worse. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it could, if you think about it, because there's like the urea or whatever that's in there. That's what it's called. Um, no idea. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. Plus, again, that's a Hollywood thing, right? You've seen that on TV yeah, totally. and movies. Oh, PM, they PM, should PM, get PM. better with that <laughs> stuff. They know people are going to listen to it and think it's real. Oh, but isn't come that on. what Hollywood's all about, right? Yeah, yeah I guess. I guess so. So, Yeah. Uh, have you ever been stung by a jellyfish? Oh, absolutely not. Nope. I've seen them. I've seen yes. them on the beach, like all dead and whatnot on the sand. But Yeah, thank goodness. No, same. Have you? No. Yeah, no. No, I think I've only been stung by like a bee one time. It's oh. the one time that I remember. That's lucky. Yeah, which is crazy because my daughter's been stung now two times and she's Already? not even four yet. <laughs> and the first time was two years ago and we were at apple picking and it was just like a little a small bee and it just zapped her right on her cheek she Ooh, didn't react her cheek? yeah right on her cheek Ow. she didn't react at all i don't know how it just happened and she was just wow. we were like oh my god she got so uh, when 
yeah, when you're with them too, is like the first time a kid gets stung, you have to be careful because you don't yeah. know if they're going to have a reaction. Oh, man. Um, I guess the first time anybody gets stung, you don't know if you're going to have a reaction. And then just a couple of weeks ago, we were out on the deck and she was having an ice pop. And I saw in this flying around us, I said, oh, be careful, there's a bee out here. And then she goes, ow, oh, at this almost the same exact moment. She goes, oh, my Aww. pinky hurts, my pinky hurts. And I look at it, and sure enough, it was just swelling up a little bit. But that's Aww. it. That's all she said. She never cried. I'm like, wow, so good. Tough kid. She gets it from her dad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been stung by a bee, but definitely a wasp. Oof. That hurt on my foot. Yeah, hurt a lot. But I don't know if I've ever been stung by an actual bee. Knock on wood on that. So that'll be interesting. Mm, yeah, no. Please don't, if you can avoid it. <laughs> yeah, that wasp hurt. That hurt real bad, I can imagine. That was like that was like hours of pain. Mm, it's like a stiff feeling. It's, yeah. Yeah. And then I and then forever, for a such a long time, I thought that stinger was still inside of me. Oh, yeah. Like for years. Like I thought it was just floating around in my body. <laughs> that's what I thought. Uh, that's silly. <laughs> hey, you know, you created your own myth. All right. <laughs> no, nobody believe me, please. Let's not start that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's always like two family. I don't know if you had any with your family, if they ever said anything to you that like you found out later on was not true. You know, like uh, for me, it was when I was a kid. It's like if you make the face, like if you stuck your tongue out or whatever, you make a face, yeah. it's gonna, face is going to freeze like that. Oh, my grandmother always said that. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I've started <laughs> doing that now to my kids. <laughs> they start acting like your face is going to freeze like that. Yeah, I get them like, to stop somehow, off. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess I got a long one for you here. All right, let's hear it. And this is all about dropping food on the floor. Well, this is a big topic. The five-second rule, I'm assuming, right? is what you're yes. talking to. It's okay. the five-second rule. So, you know, whoops, dropped food on the floor. Oh, wait, it hasn't been five seconds. It's fine. I'll just pick it back up and go on my way. Well, you might oh, want to no. rethink that habit you've made for yourself there. <laughs> so a recent study shows that bacteria can transfer from surface to food very quickly. In fact, less than one second in some cases. Disgusting. Oh. <laughs> so this is really interesting. A study done at Rutgers University in New Jersey, they used multiple surfaces, multiple food types, and multiple times. For the surfaces, they used stainless steel, ceramic, wood, and carpet. For the food, they used watermelon, bread, bread with butter, and a gummy candy. Uh, for the times, they have less than a second, five seconds, 30 seconds, and five minutes. And our drum roll... <laughs> surprise surprise the longer the food was on the surface the more bacteria transferred to the food uh, but there are definitely other factors such as surface type and food type that do have equal or sometimes greater importance for instance watermelon picked up the most because it was the most wet type of a food and the gummies picked up the least overall uh, carpet was the thing that transferred the bacteria the least compared to other surfaces which you think would be the other way around right Right. But because all like things such as stainless steel were kind of more prone to rejecting the bacteria, okay, it picked up more onto the food instead, basically. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you think like, oh, it's more of a sterile surface, but no, it's actually like going to give you more bacteria because it's trying to like throw it away. <laughs> it's creating its own barrier. Uh, so basically the thoughts on the study, the result, higher moisture content in the food, the more likely the bacteria will transfer. Uh, the co-author of this study said bacteria don't have legs. They move with the moisture and the wetter the food, the higher risk of transfer. Huh. 
yeah, it all makes sense when you think about it, but I don't know. I still go with the five second rule. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. I mean, if we've all done it at some point and we're all still kind of around. I know. Right. I mean, like a little (laughs) bacteria can't hurt you. You got to build up your immune system somehow. Right. But yeah. I mean, if I can see anything visible on it, I, no way. I don't think I'll do that. That's my own personal five-second rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of gross, right? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, just... So, yeah, the wet foods, definitely just chuck them. That's definitely what I would say. Yeah, that makes sense. Something so good you might think it's a myth, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. They'll set you up with a podcast website, audio players you can drop into other sites, analytics to see how people are listening and so much more. Yep, following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and help support our show. So if you're ready to get behind the mic and hit record, let Buzzsprout help you on your way. Do it. And now it's time for something to know. <clears throat> the name September comes from the old Roman word septum, which actually means seven. Isn't September the ninth month of the year, though? Yes, that's right. When we're referring to the modern U.S. calendar, in the Roman calendar, at the time the term was coined, it was the seventh month. Ah, this is all making more sense now. (laughs) Also, September may not have any major U.S. holidays, unlike the months that follow it with Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. However, it does have a few fun little-known holidays, and among them are National Grandparent Day, National Cheese Pizza Day, and National Drink-A-Beer Day. All great days. Yeah. And now you know. Yes, sept is, uh, it's the number. Yep. <laughs> it's the number seven in language. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I believe that's French. I mean, I took French. Now I'm look. I'm Googling it now because I'm like, why can't I remember what language? <laughs> sept, seven. Yeah, it's French, sept. Oh, so, okay. That makes there sense. There we go. That does make sense. But it only makes sense when you know that the Roman calendar was the 7th, had That's September right. the 7th. So, yeah. Right. Okay. I also The U.S. To- kind of messed that up there, I guess. Yeah. You know, that's what we typically do. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we are all mythed out at this point, and we hope this episode gave you a little extra knowledge. Thanks for tuning in, and feel free to share us with someone you know. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, this, that, underscore, pod, and visit our website, this, that, pod, dot com. And remember, with friends, anything is possible. Bye. This, That, and the Other Thing with Danielle Messina and Stephanie Rossi is recorded at Landbridge Records. Special thanks to Rigby for providing our theme song and incidentals. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at thisthat underscore pod and our website, thisthatpod.com. Just balling. <laughs> oh, I'm the worst. Tickle, 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 penny. Get <laughs> a couple blobs. I'm going to write my name here in chalk. And that he did.